I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm Rossi. I am your host. With me this week are my fantabulous co-hosts, Liz Harper, who kind of is basically just the site given human form at this point. Hi, Liz. Hello. Um, I'm sorry not about sure investing I you with this. In- yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I, yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to think about that. That really threw me off there. Yeah, like, oh, no. What has he done? <laughs> you're going to be getting comments in your head when you're sleeping. <laughs> oh lord i have to moderate the comments from <laughs> that's a fate worse than death no i'm very sorry that was a <laughs> terrible thing to do to you uh anyway um trying not to do that to joe just because i want one person to not come to kill me later on when invested with the power of the site uh it's joe perez uh i guess he's people's wow dad that there's your thing that's your title <laughs> your wow dad um I, i've officially hit the age where i have i have become an adoptive wow dad of people yeah, I'm, I'm more of the, the wow, disreputable uncle, it seems. But at, at any rate, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, one of them is a, is kind of easy, but also complicated, because I can never figure this out. We've got new Twitch drops for World of Warcraft. Uh, Liz, can you explain to people how to get these? Because I, I read the post, and I, I just couldn't understand. Like I have to hook up my Twitch account to my wow account? What, what do I do here? What's going on with Twitch drops? <laughs> I mean, this is actually really easy. I say that, and then it's going to turn out to be excessively complicated. I, I think the problem is, Matt, you are the person who has more random technical problems than anyone I know. There's always something. Yeah, there is, that is a yeah. fair assessment. <laughs> the fact uh, that this podcast is, is even happening is a small miracle. Yeah, yeah. There's just, if a bad technical problem can happen, I'm afraid it seems to happen to you, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, really, all you need to do is log on to Twitch, and you connect Twitch to from to your Battle.net account, which is just, that's just a couple of clicks from your Twitch profile. And then all you do is you watch World of Warcraft streams on Twitch. Doesn't matter what you watch. Any stream that's a World of Warcraft stream will count. And you can go and check your profile under drops and it will show the drops progress. So you know if you're, if it's working, you know if you're all set up right. And uh, then yeah, then you claim your reward and you get a cool... Is it a weather toy? It's like a storm thing? The goblin weather machine. The goblin weather machine, yeah. I mean, who who doesn't want a goblin weather machine in their life? That sounds completely safe and risk-free. I was just going to say, um, I, I can think of, like, I'd rather a weather machine made by somebody else. But sure, yeah, you know, <laughs> goblins, if that's who's going to be doing it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be worse. Um... And heck, Geblin Mechatork has really ramped up his "it blows up" <laughs> thing in recent years. I just got done. I've been. I've been. He started with farming. himself. Did you notice? Yeah, I've been transmog farming uh, in Battle for Azeroth stuff. I've been running uh, Battle for Dizarlor. I just got the sword off the first. Uh, the first boss. Yay me! It's a nice sword. Um, but uh, while I was doing it, I, I keep watching the cinematic over again. And Geblin, man, that guy just goes. He's hard now. He just <laughs> blows things up. 
I'm like, yikes, man. Are you sure you haven't been spending too much time studying goblins? Because I feel like you're turning into one. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you spend your life trying to reclaim your home from the uh, the, the leper gnomes. I don't know. That, that dude is hard. But uh, yeah, thank you. Yes, Liz, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Goblin weather machine is the thing we we're talking about. I'm wow. And I'm, one I'm final sure. one final detail: uh, you have to watch four hours between February first and February sixth. Uh, four hours, uh, February fifth. Sorry, so you only have a few days to do it, but you only need to watch four hours. And you could just turn that on your computer and uh, do something else. Turn that on in your computer when you were. You know, not even in the room. You just have to stream for four hours. And I mean, there are some really interesting streamers out there uh, that just watch who you want or browse everyone uh, in the WoW category and see anyone interesting. While they've been doing these uh, Twitch streams, I've actually been like, I keep scrolling until I find someone who doesn't have a ton of viewers and just like hop around, which has been really interesting. All right. That's that's cool. Uh one of the things that actually happened this week that I literally just happened today, as far as I know, um, Overwatch 2 did a little post kind of recapping what's been going on in Overwatch 2 so far and talking about what they're going to do in the future. And I, I read it and I read people's responses to it. And I still I'm, I'm going to say this straight up. They're bringing back credits that the ones they got rid of. Um, they're bringing them back in season three or something. I, how is what are they doing here, Liz? Um, yeah, I OK, I don't play overwatch 2 i mean the first person uh yeah pvp thing is not my thing still waiting for that pd content which was not included in this latest batch of information yeah um i i had to talk to mitch for quite a while to understand what was going on here uh but yes overwatch 1 had the system of credits that you would use to buy things and in overwatch 2 they were like nah no credits this is a legacy currency you can't there's nothing there's nothing we can do with this uh but now credits are back so you have credits but you also have coins coins was the overwatch 2 currency and uh credits you will earn by doing stuff on the battle pass you just earn as you progress through the battle pass And each season, each battle pass you go through, you should earn enough coins to buy one legendary skin. So you, it's basically kind of like adding another legendary skin into the battle pass, only it's a skin of your choice, which is, it's cool, but also you're still not earning skins at the rate you could back in Overwatch 1. So it's, it's cool, but it doesn't. But quite player feel engagement. Like the rewards. You get to play for so much more <laughs> of this game in order to get the same level of rewards, Liz. This is fantastic. This is me being sarcastic for you. Those that well, can't I'm not tell. seriously like. I think there's honestly. I, I'm starting to think that there's a entity that consists of pure bad co- decisions. You know, conception. No, no conceptions. Not necessarily bad decisions, but there's a conceptual entity, some kind of mental being that lives. In the Blizzard campus, that <laughs> thinks that cr- that new currencies and more of them Listen, is the solution to every problem. This is because- what happens when the when you run out of ideas and you go to chat uh, chat GP and you go, <laughs> "How do I fix Overwatch 2? And it goes, "Here's 17 billion currencies you can put inside the game that will make players play longer." And you just go, "That's a great idea, AI robot that has scoured the internet and has tried to gain some form of sentient consciousness." Because that's what it feels like. It feels like it's that random. You you can tell. You can tell we really love battle passes here. I think the existence of the battle pass is the core problem because the battle pass exists to limit rewards and to make you play a lot in order to in order order to earn rewards. So we're so angry. We're starting to develop dwarven accent. (laughs) And it's just I find about the more battle passes we get the more frustrated I get with battle passes because it's all these rewards that you have to work to go get. And it's like, okay, I already work for a living and now I have to work here too. Uh, I've actually been playing a fair amount. This is kind of switching gears. I've been playing a fair amount of uh, Marvel snap recently in the last week or so. Real, really fun game. If y'all haven't tried it. And one of the things that I really like about it is like you get a lot of rewards and they aren't all like big rewards, but it feels like you're always making progress towards something like every match, every few matches, you, you know, something pops up. Oh, you finished this quest. Oh, you've gotten a collection level. Oh, you've gotten, you've done this, you've done that. And just like, that feels good. It feels good when you get a new shiny thing, even if it's not much of a shiny thing, 
And uh, the Overwatch Battle Pass is grindy. There's a, a limited amount, you know, there's just so many, there's only so much there. And you, yeah. you really got to work for it. I think to me, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot, because this relates to World of Warcraft to some degree, um, I think about it in relation to the Great Vault, which I've been fairly engaged with this this uh, season, I guess I'll say. Uh, because, you know, if you do things, you have a chance at a Great Vault reward that, that is not really intended to be... It's intended as a backup for gearing. Like, I, I haven't been able to get this thing. Unless you're a Drakthir. Unless you're a Drakthir, in which case, I don't know what it's for. Then they just throw um, loot at you through it. But... I mean, in all sincerity, like when you when I've been using the Great Vault this this past coming season, like the season we've been in, I feel like it's working for me more as just a nice, oh hey, remember last week you did all that stuff? Here's a thing. Do you want it? Here's two things. Look, here's three things, and one of those things is better because you killed a couple of heroic bosses. And it, it adjusts to what you're doing. And I often don't get anything I want. Like today. The rewards were a one-handed weapon that I would never use because I don't even have a shield. Uh, a two-handed, like not uh, a necklace and a and a uh, a belt. The belt was the best reward for the buck of of all three of them, highest eye level compared to the piece I had. But its stats were were garbage. They were like just not good for my spec. They would have been great. Uh, all three of these things would have been great for tanks. If I was a tank, I would have been just like I would have been like pulling my hair out trying to decide which one to go for as a dps warrior i was like um i'll take the necklace it's the least bad but at the same time i didn't i didn't grind for any of it. do you know what i'm saying like i i didn't have to spend like when you're doing the primal storm stuff you have to spend a lot of time grinding up all that stuff to get something for the primal storm stuff whereas for the great vault it just i just did stuff i was going to do anyway and then I got something nice at the end of, of the of the cycle. Like maybe I got a, an item, maybe I didn't, but it was just a little thing there. I, I don't know why, but it's it feels a lot better. And I think it's relating to what Liz is saying that it just it feels nice to get something just because you you know because you're playing the game. That it doesn't make it into your second job. I don't feel like I have to be like you know in addition to the things I do to, to put food on the table. There's also Matt Rossi, professional elemental stabber. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to get out there and get my, my quota in on elementals. No, I, I can do that if I want to, or I can just do the raids and, and, and mythic pluses I was going to do and, and get some stuff. So I, I would like to see the Great Vault opened up and, and given to more items. Like, if you're doing, like, a lot of world quests, it would be nice if at the end of the, the, the week, the Great Vault would reward you with an item from world quests that you didn't necessarily get. You know I, what I mean? I agree. I think I, I really, really like the Great Vault. And I think that and I said this before, like, I think it is a good catch all when when you're doing just random stuff in game or just it's a reward for just spending time in game that doesn't feel like you have to grind for it. It's something that happens relatively organically and anything they add to it, like you're saying, like, and I think we talked about this before, the idea of adding, like, do X number of world quests, get an entry in the vault or whatever the case is, I think would be cool. And it just, I'm all for expanding what generates rewards for players for just doing stuff they're doing in game anyways. Yeah. Which is kind of why I'm a least, at least a little bit tolerant of the coming trading post, which we'll see tomorrow, by the way, uh, as we're recording this, the first day of the trading post is February 1st. Um, Liz, is there anything on the current trading post that you particularly want? Uh, to be completely honest, I have not even looked at the list, even though I was the one who made you write a post with a list of trading <laughs> it's okay. items. It's fine. I, I, I'm it's, you've already got the Sparkle Pony mount, right? I do have. I was a day one Sparkle Pony purchaser. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I, I didn't, but only because I had the Tyrael's Charger, which is practically the same mount. Oh, yeah. That's so. Uh, I, I also bought the Tyrael's Charger. As well as <laughs> One has wings, yeah, the other has uh, weird recently. light tentacles. They're completely different, Matt. Uh, I said uh, <laughs> I mean, one of them. One of them's more sparkly. Yeah, so there is that. Sparkle Pony is sparklier. The, the other one's more glowy, so yes. totally different. But regardless, uh, with, since you guys have that, um, you don't need to worry about the big purchase. You can just get the, the uh, Fury of the Fire Lord, which is a 900-point item but which is really nice uh it's a it's a flail which means not as good for you because you know you're a you're a holy pally um so you want a two-hander which is to me the strangest thing i've ever said in my life but it's true that's what they, that's what they use so 
I mean, I'm, I'm, sometimes you use a two-hander, but a lot of times you use a one-hander and a shield. I currently have a one-hander and a shield. Well, there you go. And then for transmog purposes, you know. But then again, can't you transmog a uh, two-hander over your holy set? I can only do that um, with the with the Legion artifact weapon. Oh, Which, okay. fortunately, the Legion artifact weapon is really cool, and I very frequently use it for my transmog. It's, a, it's a really cool weapon. Yeah. It's yeah. it is super satisfying to be out there healing things and also hitting things with a hammer that is as big as my blood elf. Listen, you as of, I- as of Alpera, I wish that they would just scale the doom hammer so that it was a two hander for me. <laughs> yeah, I keep thinking though when I we're talking about that, and then we'll move on to something else because I think we've kind of wandered a bit. But I I do think with that hammer, I keep thinking of the words of of Varric to Aveline from Dragon Age Two. I can just make you a big sign that says "Don't." You could hit people with it. That's what it feels like to me when I see a pally with that gigantic silver hand hammer. It feels like they're just going, don't! Stop it! Bad! Bad monster! I'm trying to heal these people! Stop it! So, But yeah, I I think in general the problem with Overwatch 2's various attempts at engagement policing is that there's too many of them. And there's too many currencies. There's always... In every Blizzard game, there are just too many currencies. Please stop. Please. Please, I'm begging you. You just introduced another currency into World of Warcraft, and I, I got, I ground it up. I did. I got myself the ring. But please, please, maybe. And if you are going to put a new currency into the game, please don't make it be in my bags. Why did you do yeah, that? Yeah, that's that's true. But they but, gave um, you more bag space, so you have plenty of space for it now. <laughs> um, um, my oh, all of the all my of bags the are screaming. Items. Yes. All of the profession items I'm carrying around would uh, like to like to argue against Listen, that. And yeah. then there's just so much. Can we? A can lot we of just... the things you. Go ahead. Sorry. A lot. Of, a lot of the things you buy on vendors, uh, particularly reputation vendors, it's like they don't just cost coins or a single currency. It's like, oh, I need the teeth of a dragon or something. And yeah. also, you know, you need these random drops you found Listen, around yeah. the world. Femur of a giant, a dragon's, yeah, a, a dragon's teeth and uh, 500, you know, dragon house supplies. So oh. instead of having like a single currency or even two currencies or even 10 currencies, you have dozens and dozens of just random things that you pick up and you have to keep in your bags because you're probably going to need this to buy something at some point even if you don't know what or when there's yeah, I, I, agree. I really wish that blizzard would look at other games that have like crafting professions as like a major thing and look at what they do with them because while bags are cool it's not it's not our our you know, old game where we have to like, it breaks our immersion. If we just have an infinite bag of holding, no, I'm used to playing D and D. Give me a bag of holding. Just put my professions and my currencies on their own tab. That doesn't take any bag space. And I'd be I, I super yeah. happy. Cause that's what Guild Wars what does. Guild Wars two does yeah. it. There's some one game I was playing for a while. I can't remember which one right now, unfortunately, but one of the things I liked was that it had basically actually it's fallout four. Okay, good. I understand now what I'm talking about <laughs> uh, in fallout four. You you can have the stuff on you, but then you can deposit it into the workbench for a settlement, and then it's just at the settlement. And you can link all your settlements together. So if you put if you like when you kill stuff and, and get the things you're going to turn into crafting materials, you can just put them in the workbench here at let's say Nordhagen Beach. And then when you go back to the Red Rocket uh, truck stop, you've converted into an armored fortress that only you get to stay at because no, I don't want to be around any of these people. Um, you you can still build stuff there with the materials that are at the other places and it all links together. I, I feel like with World of Warcraft, you should be able to just go into the bank, put stuff uh, in your guild bank and have it come out from crafting, which you can do, but it should just happen. I shouldn't even have to do it. It should just be there. Like when I mine nodes, they just go to the bank. When I when I you know skin animals goes to the bank. When I'm carrying around the spine of an animal because I'm going to need to trade it to Rathion at some point, so he likes me a little more. It goes into that, and it just pulls out of that, and I and I don't have to interact with it. And yes, that's not realistic. I am currently holding a gigantic sword that is crackling with blue fire for no reason. There's no reason for this sword to be doing this. So yeah, I'm okay with it not these things that are not realistic. I'm pretty sure that my seven and a half foot tall elf is also not very realistic. I've not met one yet in real life, you know? <laughs> so 
I'm okay with break, break, break that suspension of disbelief. I don't need to suspend much disbelief. I'm okay with all of it. I'm deciding on a friendship competition between two dragons right now. That is literally what I'm doing. I'm picking one and he's my friend this week. And next week I can pick the other one if I want. And they don't seem to care. <laughs> oh, last week you were my best friend and now you're his best friend. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. I'm fine. I'm just going to go be me. So, yeah, I, I feel like that you don't need this many currencies. You don't need this much crafting stuff. I like the new crafting system in, in Shadowlands. Not Shadowlands. Dragonflight. My God. I like the new crafting system in, in Dragonflight, but I do feel like I'm having to manage a lot of stuff, including now that they have levels of, of stuff. Like, this piece of ore is the exact same kind of ore, but this one's got three things on it. That one only has two. Okay. Well, I guess this one's better, then. <laughs> it's a lot anyway um either of you have anything else to say on these various subjects that we kind of ran through here we're kind of all over the I, place on that I, yeah we've really rambled at this point all right i'm going to move on to a to a fairly straightforward one wow classic um apparently xt002 is getting a hot fix because since old War was released nobody has killed him on hard mode yet <laughs> which is unusual for WoW Classic. Usually in WoW Classic, stuff dies really fast. But and uh, Ulduar itself was first cleared within a couple of hours of release. So mm -hmm. the typical zoomy, zoomy zoom. Yeah, but nobody has killed XT002 on hard mode. And I did XT002 on hard mode back when it was, you know, Same. brand new, fresh current content. It was hard and we struggled, but it wasn't nobody killed him while they've killed everything else. Nobody, nobody had killed Yogg even just Yogg normal without already having killed XT002 hard mode. It's not that hard. It's, it's mechanically not very complex at all. Uh, burn the heart down fast, and then you know everything just does more damage. It, it's not like it suddenly adds in new mechanics or anything. So yeah, that's interesting to me that they have to hotfix it. And, and again, according to Warcraft Logs, literally nobody has killed him. Uh, <laughs> which again, for, for, for round classic, that's unusual. Do you guys think they, maybe they shouldn't nerf it? Uh, that's I, mean, a hard, I can't I can't say on that one. I don't know. Liz? That is such a hard question because WoW Classic runs at such a different pace than yeah. normal retail Warcraft. And like if you want to change the pace of it, it's like you need you need more bigger changes than just, oh, this one boss has bugged and it's especially really since hard. It's hard mode, yeah. But I was I yeah. keep thinking to myself, you know, we everyone keeps complaining that the problem with WoW Classic is that it's that people go through it too fast. And I don't necessarily think I agree with it. I think I'm fine with people going through it really fast. Uh, as long as they're having fun, people, people who are playing wild WoW classic as their main game are enjoying it. That's fine by me. That's all I want for them. But at the same time, maybe it would be nice to have this one boss that you just could, you had to figure out a way to get through, you know, I don't know the, the hot fixes they did for vault of the incarnates because of the whole holiday thing really changed that, that race in a way that I'm still thinking about. I'm not saying I have a, an idea of what they should have done better. I just think it's, it's, I'm still thinking about dropping that hotfix when they did, how they did. And, you know, it's obviously why one guild won the race. Um, and it's, it's, this is not against either of those guilds. It's just the fact. But while classic, as Liz pointed out, is a very different animal. Uh, they stopped even trying to like do world first races in I mean, somebody always wins, yeah. but you know, they, they were trying to do I, races, but then they, I'm shutting up seeing talk of this. No, no, carry on, carry on. You kind of, you kind of got what I was going to say. No, but I want you to say it because quite frankly, I've already forgotten what I was saying. <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those days, isn't it? And just things go yeah. into your head and then they uh -huh. go out of your head and it's like, wow, it's been a long week, but also it's only Tuesday. So I think that yeah. bodes Please poorly. Please stop telling for me like, it's Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Well, we're doing the podcast, so it has to be I know, Tuesday. I know, I'm sorry, but, but it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday and it's the first day of the month tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for a new month. Uh, yeah. I don't know how that happened. But, like, the interesting thing about Classic, it's never had kind of the race mentality that retail has gotten. And retail has gotten there over, like, a whole bunch of years and cycles, the world first race, getting bigger and bigger until now. It's this huge production. And that's just never existed in Classic on anything like the scale of retail. So it... It might be interesting, like, if every boss had a hard mode, like, not just in Ulduar, which is known for the, for its really interesting hard mode modes, but, like, you know, what if every raid had just another difficulty 
You know, what if they added mythic raids to classic so that you have something that is really intentionally tuned to be hard, something that's new, something that has new mechanics, and you could give classic that sort of same challenge. But I, I don't know if people, is that what people are playing classic for? I mean, I maybe, maybe I mean, that would be popular, but I don't know. It kind of sounds like what they did with season of mastery where they, they added stuff to BWL and other stuff and other raids. BWL yeah. in particular, I remember they added a lot to. Um, it would be kind of nice because, again, I don't think I don't think just having a toggle and having mythic difficulty would work well for WoW Classic. I don't think it's it's a right call, but I do think the various Sarth type hard modes and the Ulduar hard modes, stuff like that, could absolutely be introduced into raids. Like um, um, the Trial of the Crusader stuff comes to mind. You could put in a mechanical switch in all of those to make them suddenly harder uh in a way that is organic to the fight like for instance with the with the uh the champions in in trial uh when the horde or alliance champions come down to fight imagine if you could be so like you, you could do something if, like if you crowd control too many guys at once or or what have you you could actually get people coming down from the crowd to help like horde guys in the crowd or alliance people in the crowd just come down and they're like no you can't do that you can't do that to our champion there, you could do stuff like that, and I do think it would be an interesting way to to expand out WoW Classic. But but maybe it's not, and, and that's. A, I do think I, that that Wrath Classic in particular is balancing really well on what they want versus hmm. keeping it fresh longer. I mean, I really would like to see a new season of Mastery. We saw just one of them, and it really yeah. feels like we're overdue for another. Yeah, I, Blizzard hasn't announced that they're ever planning on doing another but it just feels like that was such a fun shakeup of content and it gave people new interesting things to do like what do you do when you clear Alduar in a couple of hours yeah exactly <laughs> what do yeah. you do now it's going to be two or three months before we get a new phase and you can go to trial of the crusader so i thought season of mastery filled like a good gap in classic where you have some more difficult or at least just different content that you can experience, you know, when you don't have anything better to do or just because you like the changes over there. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't disagree with what you are saying at all. Um, but I think at this point we'll move on to talking about, uh, well, we, we've patched 10.0.5 came out in Dragonflight uh, last week and we've already got the patch 10.0.7 PTR downloading. I, I downloaded it myself. Um, I don't, it's yes. not the servers. The servers weren't up when I checked about like 10 minutes before we started the podcast, but I mean, they may come up at any time. I think at this point, I think it's a, it's a safe bet that they will be up by this week. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I don't see a way that that's not going to happen. If, if they aren't up by tonight, then they're going to be up by tomorrow. That's yeah, almost that feels, given. That feels fair. Um, I was looking at what, so far we don't have a lot of information on stuff like the Forbidden Reach. We, we mostly have class changes stuff yeah. that's been looked at. Uh, they've put out, they, um, oh, go ahead, Liz. Uh, they did specifically notice that the Forbidden Reach is going to come in a future iteration mm -hmm. of the PTR. So we know yeah. that's a thing, but it's not here yet. Yeah, so far, most of the stuff has been class changes. Uh, I looked briefly and didn't see anything particularly interesting for Paladins and nothing for Warriors so far. Um, but we do get Monks, uh, Lightforged. I think it's pretty much everybody can be a Monk now. Yeah, now everyone can be a Monk. That's I think that's pretty cool. It always yeah. seemed weird that there were a few races that couldn't be Monks. And it's like, why? Why not? Why can't a Goblin be a Monk? I think for Worgen, it was the Rig was a real problem. They were actually having mm -hmm. trouble getting the rig to do things like the backflips, um, which actually will also, also be why the Draenei were having trouble because some of the Wargon rig is also the Draenei rig. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe, I don't know. I do think that it, it Monk is a class that, since it was a, effectively a hero class, not really, but kind of, it should have been available to everybody. Um, but then again, I'm the guy that thinks we should absolutely have uh, evokers everywhere. No, I don't. I'm okay with evokers staying the way they are for now. But I think at this point, Demon Hunter should have opened up. Like, you know, sure, it was just elves at first, but Illidan hasn't been making the decision for the Demon Hunters for two expansions now. Uh, three expansions now. I feel like at this point, <laughs> you, you could get the Demon Hunters going, okay, does anyone else want to eat some demons? <laughs> you know, come on, come to our, our wild parties, eat some demons, and then kill everything. It, it's totally it's totally the way to go. Anybody into this? Yeah, nobody? Nobody? All right. Well, just elves, I guess. It's like, it kind of teaches you a little bit something about elves. But why can't we have void elves? And nightborn demon hunters, then you know, even even just the new elves could, should get to get in on. The nightborn had demonic people 
in Suramar. I feel like Demon Hunter is not big stretch for them. And Void Elves are just like, what's? why not layer on some more stuff? I already got all this Void stuff. Sure, throw some fell on me. Let's see what happens. Gul'dan wanted to do that. Can't be bad if Gul'dan wanted to do it. Um, so yeah, that's that's just... Dumb, but- so D... De- do you have a favorite thing out of these patch notes? Right or is now, it the monk thing. Uh, the monk thing is really cool. Uh, I like the fact that they are doing some some cool stuff for Death Knights. Uh, Unholy's getting a look over, and it it seems like a pretty a decent one. Druids are just keep getting looked at over and over again. I, I feel like they're still not happy, but Restoration's getting a pretty big um, change up, which I think is awesome because I think Resto Druids are cool. Um, I'm a little annoyed that only. Pally's, uh, Rhett, and Prot get looked at, but this is, like, we have no idea what's coming later. Um, I, I do want to see Holy. Holy is the only Paladin spec I currently play. I haven't leveled my, my Holy Pally yet, and I want to, but I, I feel kind of, like, trepidatious at the moment, so I'm kind of waiting, hoping I, they'll make some more changes. I really feel like Holy is in a pretty good place now. Uh, I feel a lot better now than I did in Shadowlands, so I think Holy's pretty solid. One of the things in these patch notes, it does mention retribution. There's not much change in this initial PTR, but they yeah, talked about making big. Yeah, they talked about big retribution changes, which I am looking forward to because I do solo as retribution. Sometimes I dungeon as retribution because my guild has way too many healers, and retribution nice problem is to have, really, I guess. Uh, yeah yeah it's sometimes better than too few healers yeah uh, yeah 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 it means if joe and i want to run a dungeon together it's like okay who's who's doing this um but retribution is weird because it's like you're wearing a plate armor and you are one of the squishiest classes in the game and blizzard has actually confirmed that blizzard said it's weird that you have this beefy plate wearing class that can heal itself and its death rate in dungeons and raids is higher than almost any class. We are so squishy. We are the squishiest tin cans. I guess our armor is like made out of really thin aluminum, maybe. No, no, the I'm problem just, is, I'm is just that really... it, has to, it has to be like the, all the lights they have to put in. It's like holes. <laughs> you have all these places where you have to get the lights in so it gets a nice glow. But yeah, no, that's 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 no good. That's structural, man. That 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 mm, pole yeah. is supposed yeah. to be a solid piece. So in this patch, we're gonna like, you know, we're gonna figure out a way to just make the, the paladin themselves glow. Like you drink a lot of this and then we'll you know. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. I I think any change to make to give it more survivability, I think any change is good change. Um, Joe, I'm going to ask if you've even gotten to look at these yet. I did. I was actually looking at them thanks to uh, Padilla in chat because I I literally had not caught up until uh, I sat down and we were talking. Uh, There's lots of shaman changes coming. There is a lot of shaman changes coming, and many of them are good. Um, There's literally too many to talk about, but like they're completely reworking the talent tree, which is something I've been asking for since the talent tree came out. Um, They're looking at uh, the damage output that we do as restoration, which is very, very good because as you start running mythic plus dungeons and even like uh, heroic rating, heroic bosses and mythic rating, you're looking at contributing dps when you're not healing and for shaman that's important because dpsing is our downtime uptime which is it's a weird concept but your mana return during dpsing is huge because it keeps you keeps you casting keeps you fishing for crits to get mana back or to trigger other effects that you have uh, while you're not just wasting mana on heals. I don't think it's that weird a concept because it's basically what they did with Paladins, except instead of Paladins, they just took the mana away. Yeah. But um, it's still similar to how a Holy Pally plays, in my opinion. I mean, Liz could probably speak more to it, but I feel like they do do the same kind of downtime uptime thing where they're hitting things and casting stuff when they're not doing heals. But it, it's a major roadblock for, uh, at least right now, for Mythic Plus groups. Like, I I still can't pug Mythic Plus groups. I have to go with a guild, and I'm, I can feel the burn as far as my contribution to the group. As soon as we start getting 11 and higher, it starts getting a little iffy um, because I can't DPS like I used to. Now it looks like a lot of these are, are going to give that back there's also going to be new talents to reduce uh cooldowns like healing tide um there's a whole bunch of new talents getting introduced uh to buff like healing tide totem for for example to uh 
buff mana tide totem, which is also another really great thing. Um, it's there's lots of really good quality of life stuff coming, and I'm very excited to see how it goes. Uh, and they're fixing uh, the poison cleansing totem, or at least somewhat fixing it, because right now uh, it's useless. It doesn't do anything. Uh, and you may say to yourself, but but Joe, it clears a poison stack. It clears one poison stack. If you've done Halls of Infusion, that little <laughs> yeah. hallway with the frogs, one poison stack out of Ugh. out of the thirty you get is nothing. Uh, now now when you drop it, it's going to clear all the poison stacks from the target. So it's it's good. Yeah, that that the stacks in in Dragonflight. Yeah, there's quite a few things that stack up really fast. It's not good. clearing one off of a stack would is basically just mocking you. <laughs> it's just straight up the game laughing at. So. Yeah. So I mean, good, yes. good stuff. I'm, I like balance changes like this. They're actually paying attention. A lot of this is stuff that I've been vocal about on forums and and feedback. So I'm happy to see a lot of this stuff making it uh, making it into at least the the pre patch, the PTR stuff, and hopefully it'll get balanced and, and kept as as uh, release. So I also wanted to mention before we move on to other stuff. Um, the balance of power quest line. If you guys don't remember that one, Liz was talking about this in work. Oh, chat. I remember. Yeah. Um, I did it back. I did it like in Battle for Azeroth because my guild stopped running. Um, oh bloody heck! What is the name of that raid? Night Nighthold, right? Nighthold. Nighthold. Yeah, but my guild stopped running Nighthold before I finished it. So, and we just never went back, and I could never get a group. Um, so I went back in Battle for Azeroth, and I and I got the basic balance of power. But there's several of the appearances are tied to other achievements that just are not fun, <laughs> not fun achievements to have to do. And then to have to do them multiple times to unlock the appearance on another character. So they've made some changes. Uh, the first one is that battle, the battle for a balance of power quest line artifact appearances rewards are now account wide after unlocking the base appearance, the criteria for additional color variants, such as the glory of the Legion hero and unleashed monstrosities achievements may be completed on any character to earn the appearance. For example, completing the requirement for certain color variants on your hunter will also be unlocked on your priest uh, that's on the same account. So if you've done it on your paladin, you then get it for any character. Like your paladin will have I it. am I am all for this change. Anything yeah. that gives us new transmog and the artifact weapons appearances are just so iconic and so cool. And should be encouraged to be used, not made difficult to use yeah i I totally yeah. agree yeah that is that's one of those ones especially if you've done it on a character like so you went and got everything you did all the artifact achievement stuff you got the stuff that's not even available anymore and you just got it on one character because that's the character you had now at least for balance of power you'll have it on multiple characters uh glory of the legion hero is surprisingly hard to do even now not because it's hard to do it's just huge it's a big list of stuff there's a lot of things you got to do to get that. And uh, the, the monstrosities one is also just, just it's again, it's not that it's physically hard. It's not that it d- demands a lot of skill from you at this point. Legion stuff is super easy to stomp on, but it is just huge. It's a very long list. Um, I will say that Antorus still has some surprises if you're trying to farm that thing up. So does uh, Dazara Lore, by the way. Dazara Lore is not easy. It's no. not easy to solo that. Um, the, yeah, there's some I, It's not that. even... It's not even possible to solo all of it. Like you get yeah. to the council fight and it's just Ooh, yeah, like, no. okay, you're, you're crowd controlled until you're dead. And that's just it. That's yep. it. For eminence, think, you have to have a special, like, I think you have to basically have the ability to get that stuff off you. Yeah. I think, I think I just saw our friend Matt Fawson just did opulence. Yeah. Uh, and, well, I can, I can even, I can solo opulence. I, it's hard. I would do it on LFR and uh, do it. Uh, take a couple of stacks of determination because if you're going in as you, if if anyone has done opulence, it makes perfect sense. If you're going in with a raid group, you go down two tunnels and then you kind of come around and you get into opulence's room. But if it's only you, you have to go straight into opulence and he gets a huge buff if you do that. And it hurts. It hurt. It hurt yes, a lot. It is a lot. Uh, but you are... You are right. I think Matt just uh, soloed it on on normal or maybe he heroic. I think, I think it was normal. It is rough. It yeah. is a rough fight for sores. So yeah, 10.0.7 coming to the PTR likely this week, almost certainly tomorrow, if not tonight. And the, it tonight feels possible because they are pushing a download update right now. 
Like I just had to tell it not to do it because I'm doing a podcast. And if my computer tries to download this thing, then we're, we're done. Um, but yeah, so possibly tonight, almost certainly by tomorrow, definitely this week. There's practically no way. Um, and that means that we are one step closer to 10.1 because once 10.0.7 is done on its playtesting and is out, seems to be about a month to like 40 days between the time that they put something on the PTR to the time that it goes live. So if we assume that this means we'll be getting um, 10.0.7 in mid-March and we'll get the PTR for 10.1 possibly by the end of March, that means we'll possibly have it as early as mid-April. The um, thing I, is, oh, go ahead, Liz. WoW, WoW put out its roadmap for 23 and it has six patches. We have 12 months in a year. That means we're getting a patch every other month. Yeah, so I mean, obviously means, it doesn't have to be literally that, but yeah, absolutely. I, we've got to get like patch, PTR, patch, PTR, and we're going to have something every month. It's going to be, it's a crazy year. Yeah, absolutely. This is a lot of content for World of Warcraft. Especially since like half of the smaller patches still seem to have some kind of content. Like the 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 10.0.7 is going to have a, an, an outside zone. Forbidden, I mean, sure, it's, we know the Forbidden Reach exists. We've already seen it in a track there. But we'll have it as a zone for all players. Um, mm -hmm. Essentially, the core of this expansion. Hopefully, people will like it more. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, sorry, Corthea actually literally drove me out of Chatelaine when I stopped. I was like, it I'm was, done. It was, it was rough. It was grindy. Yeah. yeah. This is too much. I've got other games I can play. Diablo 3 likes me. Um, but, yeah, so that's... That's what we're looking at in terms of, of Dragonflight. It's it's really busy. Uh, it's going to be a busy year for that. I do think we should talk about Diablo 2 Resurrected because it's getting its season three. Oh, wait, real quick before oh, we move ahead. off of WoW. Uh, mm -hmm. I threw this in the podcast chat, but and and mostly for Liz. Uh, apparently, they've just data mined that up in the upcoming future patch, we're also getting a doggo mount, uh, which, looks like our, which looks like our friend Tavian. Oh, it's the one from uh, from the, uh, the the planes and our planes? Correct. Yeah. Looks like and there's a couple different several, styles. Yeah. In several different colors. It has a saddle, so I doubt it's the same one, but we can use our imaginations. You bought him a new saddle. I mean, that's nice. Oh, wait, there's yeah. but there's multiple, like, there's, there's multiple, multiple colors. saddles, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. This I mean, so I already pretty. have... I, I already have a dog mount. There was a really cool dog mount in the store, which I love and use a lot, but uh, more dog mounts. I'm, I am 100% for this. Dog mounts, dog mounts, dog mounts. Well, I'm all here is, for it. This, this, this dog does kind of also look like a wolf. I mean, he's sort of half between. He, he's very much a, uh, it's, it's very much a, 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 a Tibetan mat dog. Oh yeah, 100%. Beautiful. Um, it's a great so yeah. look. So yeah, that's good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you stopped me to say that. But now Diablo two resurrected season three. Uh, we know that the season itself is arriving on February sixth. Mm -hmm. We don't know for I, sure when the actual uh, patch is dropping. I have just heard, I have been told a minute ago that the patch and the latter season have been going live on the same day. So I would expect them to both go live on the same day cool. unless right. something changes. So February 16th, uh, we'll be getting season three. We'll be getting the next, the next patch and the rune words are coming. Uh, Diablo two resurrected is, is got to actually a surprising pace of content delivery and new stuff considering it is a game from 2000 um, ultimately at its heart. They've they've been pretty successful about adding in new stuff too. Uh, the the various terror zones. I still remember the terror zones were crazy. Um, they just they have been keeping to a pretty substantial content delivery system for a game that is again a remastered game from 2000. Uh, I I don't see a reason they would stop this year, um, which means we could be getting stuff right past Diablo 4's launch. Um, do either of you like anything in particular you, that calls out to you on this before we move on to slightly different subjects? It's still about Diablo. No, I just think it's uh, good that we are going to get continue to get content for that. Like, I think it's interesting and good. Liz, I yeah, exactly. I've been really fascinated to watch Diablo two develop because they are continuing to iterate on it, like it's a live game. Maybe not making as many drastic changes as you might see in a new game, but still, there's stuff going on, and I think that is great it it yeah. reminds me a lot of what they would do with or what other companies did with like 
when EverQuest 1 uh, was like still being produced, even though EverQuest 2 was out, or Lineage 1 when Lineage 2 was out. Um, oh, hey, the, the EverQuest thing is, in fact, still the case. Yes. EverQuest 1 and 2 are still both being But But it's like, it's very, uh, it's a thing that you've seen some companies do in the past where like a game is popular enough and offers a different experience enough that they can go ahead and do that. And Diablo 2 Resurrected is one of those games. It's it's fun it feels different than diablo 3 like one of the big things is it's a different pacing right like i still play diablo 2 resurrected um because it's a it's a different pace while it's faster than the og diablo it's infinitely slower than diablo 3 and presumably it will be slower than diablo 4 it's just a different play experience so like developing yeah. for it and catering to the people that want to play that I I love it. I think this is great. I'm I'm super pleased. Part of the reason I mentioned that is because Diablo three just got its uh it, as we're recording this, it's live today. Uh PTR for two point seven point five and it's season twenty eight information for rights of sanctuary is in that. Um unfortunately for Liz, she had to try and edit the post I wrote about it. Um, um. and and because I mean I tried for three days to cut this down. I, I tried uh, I yeah, like it was it's huge. I, I I trimmed out about eight hundred words. Good. What did you cut? I'm I'm congratulations. Um, I'm so happy that you managed it. Did you I just take the whole? I condensed some of the stuff about um what the uh, kind of the meaning of what all of this was. I stripped out basically all of the stuff explaining how to progress down the talent system because I figure we know what talent tree. I didn't feel like it needed that much description. And um, I stripped out a lot of your description of each individual uh, That's probably for cost. The it was just getting I left, to the point where I, I left, my mind. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you get into a post and you're just kind of like, I am, I'm toast. But uh, there's a little behind the scenes for you. I, I just tightened it up across the board because there is so much happening that I tried to like just pare it down to the bare essence. Yeah, season 28 is not a season. It is 17 seasons in a burlap sack <laughs> pretending to be a dragon at a, at a lunar new year festival, except nobody put a, a dragon on it. It's it just, it's crazy. It is the, the, the various abilities you get the, this is a, it's, it's a classic agnostic talent system bolted onto Diablo three. That's what it is. And some of the talents are, that's oh, cool and nice. And some of them are, Oh my God. Like, are you serious with this for real? This is an actual thing. Okay. Um, to, to go to go into depth on it would require the whole show. It, it is that <laughs> big. And the costs for some of the... The way they're doing the talent system, which is a way I've never seen them do a talent system before, is imagine if instead of these things having specific costs, like you're on this rank, it costs you this much to get rank one, and then rank two... Think, no. Every talent you buy increases the cost of the next talent to the next level. And then you can go in whatever direction you want within the boundaries of the talent tree. So... You could go from C to the two talents linked to C, and then from there down to the talents linked to those. Or you can stay up on the tier that you're already on and just fill it out. But whichever you do, the cost of the next talent you buy is the new cost. It's it's wild. And the thing is, you know, a few minutes ago we were talking about how, you know, inventory in World of Warcraft right now and how things in the game cost... You know, like a dragon bone and five random animal hides. And it's like you have to collect all of this stuff. This Diablo 2 thing feels kind of similar because you aren't just spending points or currency to buy new new abilities. Mm -hmm. You are collecting a whole mountain of things, which you then turn in in order to unlock the next uh, seal. Yeah, and the thing is, is those are things you might be collecting anyway because they're part of the game. But some yeah. of them, like one of them is like, you know, get get this many of these various crafting items that you'd be getting from bounties, which just means, okay, I got to run more bounties. One of them is the Staff of Herding. <laughs> the Staff of Herding is so hard to get. It's You have to find all these random things that may or may not even have spawned. On, and if they haven't, you have to leave and go to another zone and do stuff there and then come back to get them possibly to spawn. But maybe they won't have. Uh, one of them is in Chiltara's cave. So if you don't get a Chiltara's cave thing, then forget it. You have to completely... It's like, I cannot believe the Staff of Herding is one of the things you have to just give them. And then you can't even use it to summon Whimsyshire. Because <laughs> you just gave it to that guy and he blew it up so you'd have a seal unlock. Like, my word. 
Like that's going to that and the set dungeons one where you have to get a random book that drops off of random mobs in set dungeons. Set dungeons. Nobody wants to run a set dungeon more than once. But you're going to be running a bunch of set dungeons because there's a random book that drops off of some of the mobs some of the time. And no one knows which mobs. So just kill everything and hope it drops something. Yeah, this this is crazy. It's not bad. I'm sounding like I think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I think it is like six seasons worth of content. And I'm. It's... it makes me wonder if this is really the it for the new diablo three seasons i mean it would make it would make sense though because we're i mean june is not that far away yeah exactly this we're, is probably literally the last, yeah. yeah it's probably the last hurrah or the last big update at the very least liz was talking so liz? sorry i well i do wonder if this is going to be the last season but i'm very curious are they going to keep up and keep doing seasons after this um my current i mean theory- i think it would be hmm, go for it my current theory is that this is the last developed one for a while. Not that they won't do yeah, more maybe. seasons. But they're not going to be, at least for the next few months, if there's a Diablo person, it's going to be all hands on deck of D4. Uh, D2 I mean, is in a different situation because have... it's a different developer, yeah. you know? Mm. Go ahead, Liz. Yeah, I, I mean, it. we're going to have to see. I I think it is, this feels like one of those systems that's likely to be added into the base game after the season is over, because this is such a beefy system with a mm-hmm. lot of depth that it oh, yeah. kind of makes sense to add it or, to the main game. And it would all, hmm. Go or ahead, do you think this is something that they were looking at or developing when they were working on Diablo 4? It's like, hey, look, we can actually sustain this in Diablo 3. Let's try it here. Mm, maybe. It could be. I mean, this could be like taking inspiration from Diablo 4 because Diablo 4 has a, well, a much more complicated series of talent trees. Yeah, but they're it's, baked it's into the really game. It's just really interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say this. Um, if Wailing Nightmares were something that they wanted to keep around, and obviously they were because they did, this this is like got to be four or five times the work. They've even added in a system to finally to, to finally scrap primals. Because you couldn't scrap primals before now. You could. You just get the same materials you get for scrapping an, an ancient or a regular legendary. Now, if you scrap a primal, you get this primordial ash currency, which you can use for the various legendary potion powers on this this beefy ass um, talent tree thing they got going on. Or you can use it to turn a normal ancient legendary into a primal ancient legend on Kanai's cube. That does not feel like something you do for one season. Adding yeah. in a completely new recipe to Kanai's cube doesn't feel like it's a one and done. But who can say? I mean, at this point, we really just don't know. I can't believe that. I don't believe they're going to abandon Diablo 3 and not do ever any more seasons ever again. For the simple matter of that, it has lasted for 12 years now. It really it's, has it's, been that long. Yeah. It came out in 2012. Yep. It's yep. 2023, so that's 11 years. Uh, it'll be getting close to 12 when, when Diablo 4 comes out. I don't think that every player is going to switch immediately. Uh, for one thing, some people just don't have computers that can run Diablo 4. Have you looked at the tech specs on it? Yep. Um, mm. I'm going to get it on console first because my console, I know, can run it. Uh, I'm pretty sure my computer can, but I'm, I'm, I know my console. So I'm probably going to get it there first. Uh, plus, I like consoles. Uh, yeah, so yeah I, I, I enjoy Diablo way more on consoles. I yeah. It, it feels good on consoles. It feels, yeah, it feels almost like the game was designed for consoles, kind of like the number of abilities you can have equipped. It's like perfect for a controller. Yeah, I think it's because they use the mouse so heavily, and the mouse is basically just a really bad game. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like you need a keyboard. It's not like WoW where you really do need a keyboard to, to open up. You know, you don't have that many abilities in Diablo, and you can get them all mapped pretty easily to a, a, a controller without much difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But regardless, um, yeah, that's that's what's going on with Diablo three. It is it is a it is a monster of a patch. They've also like it's a patch where they've majorly changed both uh, monks and demon hunters. And in any other time that that would be the focus of this, would we be talking about all the ways they're changing generation power monks so they can use certain abilities they weren't using before and how they're bringing trap trap demon hunters back. But it's barely a footnote now because there's just so much else in this patch. It is crazy. Um, this is what you do for a patch to say goodbye. I will say that. This does feel like a goodbye. This feels like, okay, this is the last thing we're going to get to do before we have to switch over to working on the new thing. Here is our swan song. Here is our everything in the kitchen sink patch for Diablo <laughs> 3. And it is huge. It is 
unbelievably bad. Uh, just just a lot of stuff. But I mean, that's pretty much that. Uh, we've covered pretty much everything that was on my list. Liz sent a list of various things that we have kind of mentioned. The the D two the, the Diablo two resurrected patch PTR is currently going on. That'll be ending on the sixteenth or so, probably. Um, Diablo three is going to start in Tristan, which will be ending as we're recording this. Then they are going to have yeah. the hellish holidays from the fifth no. up to the fifth. Yeah, I mean, Hellish Holidays has been live since the holidays. They've just yeah. left it running a really long time. We're run, leaving it running right up to, to February 5th, uh, possibly to coincide yeah. with the new the Lunar New Year to a degree. Um, both WoW and Overwatch are going to have a Lunar Festival stuff going on. Up to I think Overwatch ends well, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Overwatch is that. So if you aren't listening live, by the time you hear this, Overwatch for New Year may probably is over. Yeah, so it ends on February 1st. Um, but WoW's Lunar Festival is lasting till February seventh, um, and uh, I have to go. I have to go do my Lunar Festival stuff. I have to go and visit Ezra every Lunar Festival. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and everyone else should too. He's in Thunder Bluff, and you can go see him even if you're Alliance. Yep, you he's not might so- die. You, oh yeah, you might. Die. Well, yeah, you might die, but well, you should go visit him and you. say hello anyway. Yeah, he's friendly. Um, but uh, the, we mentioned already the 2.7.5 PTR is opening as of this recording. It's going to be running for a week, so until about February 6th. Uh, they saying they're just running this for a week. Uh, if they manage to successfully get this PTR done in a week and get everything they need and nothing needs fixing, I I will think that they have literally made a deal with the Satan. I got straight up Diablo is real and they made a deal with him because there's no way. But we'll see. Um, and I mean, we mentioned how are. How- how good are Diablo's coding skills? I mean, that's the real question. It's, How it's good, Mephisto yeah. that's going to be the uh, the one that does oh, it. Oh God, <laughs> Mephisto! Yeah, well, he is the, he is the one I hate. So yeah, he probably will be the one coding it. <laughs> Have you ever met the people that do code? There's so yes. much. There's so much rage below the surface. I see you. I acknowledge you. Bubbling away, yeah. <laughs> but the 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 last thing to mention, which we did mention already, but we'll mention again briefly, is that February first, which is tomorrow as we're recording is the start of the WoW trading post. So log in once a, once in the month to get your your free gift of, of currency. It just here you go. And uh, if you've already bought Dragonflight, you'll get another one-time free gift of currency. Between those two gifts, you can pretty much buy anything that's currently on the trading. Uh, you will have enough currency. You will literally have to do nothing for the whole month. You will not have to do an activity of any kind, and you can get pretty much any one or even two, depending on what, which ones you want, drops. If you do, then do the month's worth of stuff, You'll get another 500. That'll be 1500 for the month. And you will basically be able to get pretty much anything you want. And then some. I am Just excited. Just heads up. And unlike other battle pass type systems, which this is, you didn't have to pay any extra for it because you already paid for WoW. And that's, you know, it would be there whether or not. So. And. You just get the currency. It's just there. You don't have to yep. grind it or farm it or go and even, to the end yeah. of the battle pass. And even if you're doing more to get it, it's stuff you're going to do anyway. It's like, you know, go do this, which is a thing you do anyway. So, yeah, I, I think it is a really decent system for what it is. And I really do like that staff. That that void staff, if you use staffs or can use staffs, seriously, if you consider picking it up, it's beautiful. But I think that's it. And we have used up almost the entire podcast. Do we have time for any <laughs> questions at all? Maybe one? Uh, we are we I mean, are right at time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, roll, and that means we don't do any. Then we can roll the whole thing into next week. Because sometimes I don't know which ones we did. It's really hard to like. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to. Guys who ask questions. I'm going to mention you guys. Uh, Jack Jack. Corn and LD Soth. Thank you for your questions. Corn. I'm kind of annoyed you asked Joe a question and not me. But it's still. You know. Thanks. Um, skull yeah. for the skull throne. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, at this point, um, Joe, if you could. Absolutely. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions of patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you, Joe. Uh, and thank you both, Joe and Liz, for being here and Helping, although this week we I, I was very hard to stop, but keeping me somewhat on track. That's <laughs> uh, always helpful. It's uh, hard to stay on track when there is so much going on all the time. And I feel like this year is going to be non-stop. Yeah, it's very much the everything everywhere all at once of World of Warcraft. Uh, it is, it is, it is the year of overstimulation. Let's be honest. Yeah. 
I mean, except it needs more googly eyes. If we're going for everything everywhere all at once, we need like we need like some giant bags of googly eyes just all year. Everything oh has just, googly just, eyes. Just imagining the incarnates with giant googly eyes on them. <laughs> It's like uh, Razageth is doing her rant, and I'm just laughing in my head. Part, part, parting wisdom. Go to a dollar store. Dollar stores generally have bags of googly eyes. Put them on random things in your life. It will make it better. Trust me. All right. Well, thank you guys uh, for listening to this. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you for being here. Uh, hopefully, you can come back next week as we plan to. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.